When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy back at it again. Welcome to another edition of the Rico Report brought to you by the Buffalo Fanatics, presented by Fansided. We are the Buffalo Bills podcast for Fansided, so everybody knows what's good, man. So you guys know where to get your info, get your podcasting is right here, the Buffalo Fanatics. So I appreciate you guys tuning in. To another beautiful edition with your guy, and I'll be I'll be joined by a special guest, by the way, and uh, he's a young and up and coming BF all day every day. That's how we do, man. So uh, I'll, I'll actually let me bring on my guy right now, my man Evan Harrington. Let's go. What's up, Ev? What's happening today, bro? What's going on? Thanks for having me on again. Of course, man. Listen, this has been a long time coming, man. It's a long time coming. It's just a matter of like who I have lined up and slotted as a guest. Well, I had to bring my guy, Evan, into the building. What's up, Ev? What's good? What's happening? Everything's good out there or what? Yeah, everything's going great. You guys have hooked me up with a few good opportunities over the last three weeks. Uh, right now, I'm, I'm, I'm camping, so connection's a little stable, a little unstable, but, you know, we're making things work. Well, I, I say camping, but we're, we're glamping. You're we glamping. The, glamping. Yeah, we got the, the, the camper going. Well, listen, man. So, loyalty loyalty is big for me personally loyalty is big for me personally if you rock and you rock with bf and you rock with me is and you're gonna get opportunities it's just what it is right um and uh and that's what you continue to do so you're gonna you're gonna reap the benefits of of being with bf man so uh it's dope and glamping is i'll say something man i'm not a big hey you want to go camping it sounds cool but it's not for me you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I just can't. And I told, I made the mistake of telling somebody I went camping. I went camping when I first started dating my wife right now and she wanted to go camping. So we went to a campground. It was really dope. It was just her and I, we went camping first time ever tented. Uh, we got a tent, we got a whole sleeping bag situation, but I'm bougie, man. I brought an air mattress. I said, yo, bring that air mattress in that bitch. And, <laughs> uh, so it was actually really cool. And then I was telling somebody about it and they're like, yeah, where'd you go camping? I was like, oh, I went, we went to this place. It was really dope. There was a shower. There was a this. They're like, shower. He's like, dude, you did not go camping. That's not camping. <laughs> camping is when you go to the bush where there's nothing around. You got to dig a hole into the ground and go to the mountains. Your business. That's too much for me. <laughs> I can't. Oh, yeah. I can't do it. So, uh, shout out to those that do really do go camping. They say it's a great experience. So I got a pre-made bed this. right here. I got a pre-made <laughs> bed. If I if I wanted to just like hop out of the show and take a quick nap, like I can. It's a Absolutely, man. 
That's that's the that's the beauty of it. So glamping is what it is. I gotta give a shout out to my man Scott Blakely from the Shy, the Windy City. He says, "Yo, Happy Father's Day to all Bills Mafia family." That's to you, Rico. Appreciate you and Scotty. I appreciate you and your young ladies that are probably watching with you right now. If not, and if they are watching, Scotty's a good man. All right, you treat that man with the utmost respect this weekend and going forward <laughs> because fathers are important. They are important. You know what I'm saying? So. I mean, you're going to be a father sometime soon in your lifetime. But right now, you just you just live your life right now <laughs> without no, no. seeds anywhere. Uh, but, only another 10 years. Uh, yeah, uh, you never know. You just never know. But listen, a big, years, big man. shout out to all fathers out there, man. I have the, mo the utmost respect for guys that, that just grind it out and are there. They may not be the greatest husbands. They may not be the greatest brothers and siblings, but they are there for their kids and they love them kids. So appreciate y'all. And uh, we'll go from there. But you got a story you got to tell me because I purposely didn't I purposely didn't uh, allow you to elaborate on it. But, folks, if you guys don't know, my man Evan is is glamping between Buffalo and Rochester. But where where are you exactly? What area? So it's this place called the war. It's in Warsaw. It's this place called Dream Lake. It's just a nice little like campground. It's nice and calm. There's a nice uh, lake. It's a pond, not a lake, but it's a nice little pond over there. Um, it's nice, though. It's a nice little camping. Well, and you're camping with family, and you Fan, dropped yeah, family nugget. and friends. Yeah, yeah, family and friends. You dropped a nugget that you I didn't think you're. I mean, I don't think you expected me to say. Well, 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 hold on, like rewind that. But Evan right now is so bold that he invited his ex girlfriend to. Go I didn't know. Uh, let me rephrase this. I didn't invite. You better long explain story, yourself, boy. Explain yourself. Long story. Long story short. Here we go. Cameras on me. Here we go. Uh, long story short. Um. 2020 like i'm camping with these people and family and friends the girl in the camping group became really good friends and we started dating and then we broke up over a while time and she's still in the group and we still camp with one another here and there so she's here right now um but yeah it's no hard feelings like we're still we're still friends so it's something you, like do you think you'll knock on her door hey it's me evan <laughs> Y'all, put you on the yeah. spot. <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going to put you on the spot like that. <laughs> no way, man. No way. Can you imagine? Evan has to leave leave one of the campers to go to the other camper. He has to open the screen door. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> I'm not even going there. But anyway, no, no, uh, shout out to you, man. Screen door. You're already. You're, if you open the screen door in a camper, you're already in. You're you're in already <laughs> because it's the hard door and then the screen door. Oh, it's the hard door and the screen door. Okay. Yeah. That's funny. Thank you for for uh, giving me that. But for for so, those that there were, I got somebody that asked me uh, how many kids I have. I have eight children. If you would believe that, eight children. So uh, eight? I got. First of all, I'm joking. First of all, everybody's like, oh. I knew it. I knew it. They always have a bunch of children. No, we don't. <laughs> I have <laughs> I have four I have four children. Um, I have a 19 year old. Vanessa, she is. Uh, I had her when I was quite young. So, uh, but she is my, she's my gem. Like that girl is, she's everything to me. And then I've got my two other girls. I've got Myla and Anaya, ten and eight. You know what I'm saying? And I, I was ready to call it. Hey, listen, I'm a girl dad. I was ready to say that's it. I guess these boys ain't ready to give me a boy. And then, I mean, the good Lord was like, eh, I got one more for you. I got one more for you. And uh, now I got my baby boy. So I've got three girls and one boy. And yeah, I'm busy. People say, yo, Rico, you're busy. How do you have time? I get this, I get this question all the time. How do you have time to A, work overnights, B, deal with them kids, 
what I'm saying? And you have a newborn on top of that. And you're able to come do live shows three times a week. Like, how the heck do you do it? Time management and having a good wifey. Honestly, that's just what it comes down to, man. It comes down to having a, a good partner that knows what's good, knows what you're passionate about, and and she rocks with you. So I, I gotta I gotta give I gotta give it I gotta give it to her, man. So uh, happy Father's Day once again. But I I, I really do want to jump on this camping thing because I saw somebody mention <laughs> my man Jeff King. I think Jeff King made a comment. I think I laughed my ass off at. Uh, it was something like, "Yo, if it doesn't show the yeah, that's this is the one." It says, "If it doesn't say the Hilton on the front, I ain't camping." Yeah, there's some people that that are bougie like that. They need the the Hilton, the Hilton. They need the Westin. They need all that good stuff there. For me, camping. Jason N says camping is where you see a pond, lake, a stream, and maybe Bigfoot. Hey, I get it. There was water near where I was camp camping, if you will. Here's the way I look at it: If you're sleeping in a freaking tent and you got a sleeping bag, you know what I'm saying, and you got to walk, you know what I'm saying, to go and use the facilities or whatever the case is, you're camping. I don't care. Yeah, and no, you, for sure. You can build a fire near your near your your tent. You're camping. That's the way I look at it. But people are like, man, we ain't, you ain't camping. That's that's glamping. I'm saying this glamour. I mean, yeah, no. Like I used to, I used to tent camp. Like glamping's what I have going on right now. Yeah, and I, I listen. I respect it, man. I would love to have because I've seen it. I, like what you're in right now, I'd love to have one of those. Then I'd go camping or glamping all the time, like a freaking trailer. You know what I'm saying? Like a nice. But I mean, then I gotta get a hitch. Then I gotta maybe get a pickup truck with a fifth wheel. I ain't, I ain't all that. And you uh, uh, you don't need a fifth wheel for like thirty footers. You just need a fifth wheel for like the like the big, the big ones. guys, like the, the big yeah, ones. like yeah. And and the ones that and the one I don't want to do is and I I don't know how much space there is. The ones that you can kind of crank the roof up, crank it up and open it all up, up. And pull it out. I don't know what those ones are. Those look those pop ups. Pop ups. Those look like a pain to put together or like to... so I'll, I'll give you a pop-up really quick my old camper right. was kind of like that except the sides popped out instead of the up uh basically a pop-up is literally it's like a, like a little box and you yep. pop it up and you kind of have two side beds yes uh, you have like a little sink in a kitchen a little seat table area and then you got your little portage on right there that's it though no shower uh, no shower that i do know is it is it as spacious as it 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 doesn't give me the 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 space that I think it may if, give. um if it's like you and maybe like a kid, you yeah. you your wife and a kid, uh I'd say there's room. Um but if you're trying to go like if you do like if you're like in your young twenties and you do like um all all guys trip, you do like two per bed, yeah, six of you. Yeah, you have no room. See, it I, might fit four. It might fit four. four so five. yeah, I might, maybe one of these maybe one of these days when I get a little older where I'm just like, you know what? The kids probably like this. I'll take them camping, get myself a little pop up, and go from there. I mean, it doesn't take it doesn't take much to kind of pull those things. Yeah, right? I'd say five hundred like, pounds, yeah. if that. I have no idea. <laughs> it's all good. All is good. But anyway, I just want to uh, to jump in there and uh, give a shout out to 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 my man Ev because he's living on the edge right now with his ex girlfriend around there somewhere. I'm just waiting for you to give me a story and say, hey, by the way, that's somewhere over there. there. <laughs> somewhere well, over there. somewhere over there. You might make your way somewhere over there. And knock on the door. No, I'm Depending going on somewhere many... over there. I'm going back that way, not that way. Okay, there you go. There way. you go, my man. So, Ev, we are going to get into a few topics today. And by the way, I want to give a shout out to each and every one of you guys tuned in, uh, watching the Rico Report. I we appreciate you, man. I'm I'm joined by my man Evan Harrington. Uh, he's uh he's he's been booked and busy. We got that man busy. I'm telling you right now. Um, I need you to, to I need you to. I'm going to read the super chat real quick, but I'm gonna. I we sent you on uh, an excursion. We sent you on a trip. 
And I need you to explain how this trip went. But just before you do, I'm going to jump in and read my man Scott Blakely's comment here. He goes, hey, the wife and girls are listening and told me my gift came from your Fanatics fan shop. Damn. They won't tell me what it is, however. Well, listen, ladies, if you guys are listening, I need to I need to make this a heart warm message. If you guys are listening. <laughs> if you guys are listening, you give that man, you look at you look at Papa right now and you say, I love you, man. All right. And you give that man a hug. You know what I mean? Because we fathers, man, we we there's there's just a certain love fathers have for their kids. I tell you. So uh, it's uh, there's something. So you better thank your dad if he's around. You know what I'm saying? And and, and show him some love, man. Show him some love, man. Um, but uh, appreciate you, Scott Blakely, and appreciate everybody tuning in. Let me get myself back off screen and get my guy Evan back in there. So, Ev, you have been booked and busy, right? And uh, I got that from my man, Joe Budden. <laughs> so book and busy. Tell us what you've been up to. Where have you been? Where has BF been sending you? So about, I want to say, three-ish weeks ago, uh, you guys sent me out to a Spencer Brown event uh, hosted by Nick Gary. Yes, sir. Uh, so that was, yeah, that was a fun little event there. Spencer Brown meeting him and interacting with him and being able to do a small-sided three-minute interview with him was awesome. Uh, massive individual. Obviously, you see it on the field. He's a Huge. massive guy. Throwing pancakes, you know, taking two guys out in one play, chugging beers and stuff on digs and the fans on the sidelines. He's doing it all. Uh, but I might like, for example, like on my Instagram, um, there's a picture of me and Spencer Brown. I'm about 5'10, 5'11. Yep. And he, there's like a good foot of separation. Like he's about six foot eight, six foot nine. Like he's the guy's, he, he's massive. He's a and yeah, that was awesome. Uh, it was a pretty packed event. Uh, all the fans came through. Uh, and it was cool. It, it honestly was a great, great experience. Um, and then, and then we went to the West Her event. The West Her event that was that was an experience um, that I didn't think I would get to have, but it was How awesome. Was um, well, I just I just didn't know if it was going to come up. Like I didn't know. What ah. so I, I I didn't know you guys were going to have me come surprised. Up. Yeah, Listen, surprised. Yeah, surprised. Sometimes it's it come to us. And it comes to us last minute. Like, hey, are you guys able to make it happen? And we're like. All right, let's make it work. And it's a little tougher for me because I'm I'm in another country. And uh, so now that the, the restrictions are, are kind of loosening up a little bit, I'm able to make these moves, man. So uh, be, be ready for some more. But we sent you yeah. to one other one. Yes. Not too long ago. Talk about that one. Yeah. So a few days back. Um, so this, this is the backstory of it. Uh, it's, you know, late at night and you hit me up on a text. Like you mentioned, like just they hit you up. It comes up. We'll That's right. Send you out. True. Um, I was I was actually watching the new Jurassic World in the movie theater, and I, I just saw my phone span from you, and I'm like, oh, what is this? Like, this must be important. I looked at it. I'm like, oh gosh, I'm gonna answer this. Walked out of the theater real quick. Said, heck yeah, I'm in. Let's go. Uh, and then the next day, the event actually was for Josh Allen in his uh, new NFT that was dropped um, through DraftKings and Metabilia. And basically, there's uh, the NFT is like it's a three tier NFT system. There's the hundred dollar one, two hundred dollar one, and two thousand dollar one. Uh, but basically what his NFT is, it's a little different than normal NFTs. Um, you kind of get perks and stuff with it. You'll get meeting greets. You'll get discounts nice. on, you know, Bill's memorabilia, whether that's signed helmets, like a signed football, what he got back there, signed jerseys, anything. Uh, and it, it was cool. It was, uh, it was a private event for about 30 to 40 people who own the NFT. And it's just like personal experience one-on-one -on -one with Josh. Like you just get to know the guy deep down. Josh has a couple drinks in him. You get a couple drinks in yourself. You just talk and just have like a normal conversation. Yes, like sir. just like two guys, you know, at a bar. Like it like that's literally what it was. And it was awesome to see Josh uh 
more down to earth. Like, like we, we saw him at the West Her event the day yep. before this Metabilia NFT event. I bumped into him at Dick's Sporting Goods in Orchard Park. Um, so I've been able to see him a few times over the past few weeks. So I've gotten he's, to know Josh. He's the real pretty deal. Well. Like, I like every like when people talk about him in the media, like he's the most down to earth guy, he's goofy. Um, he's just the most humble human being you'll probably meet. Like all those are true. Josh is goofball through and through. Yep. Uh, he's humble as can be any, like, you know, for, for how much money the guy's making for how popular and famous he is. He, you know, again, he's in a small city, blue collar city. You know, he was from a small city himself. Um, how big is Josh up close? Um, he's pretty big. Uh, he's pretty big. I, I, uh, my dad's six foot three and Josh has a, you know, a good two, three inches on him. Hey, I, I gotta, I gotta call, I gotta call you out, Evan. Um, because yeah. so for those, that, the, the, you, and Evan doesn't know what I'm going to say right now. So he's like, what, call me out for what? So my man, Evan, uh, we met at the West Her event and Evan and Z-Bot were waiting for me at the restaurant. And, uh, the minute we get there, Evan's like, oh, I'm tall. I'm taller than you. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, no, you're not. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, I am. No, no, you're so not. So you're not taller than me. Because I'll tell you why. I'm. I'm like. Because if you guys look at the picture, there's a you're, picture you're of me, Zbot, and Evan, and we're all standing. Where every everybody's just standing there, and I'm like, what? What is Evan talking is about? Taller than me? Where is it? Is you better trip. You trip. If I had it, I'd freaking post it up. <laughs> nice try, Evan. Anyway, no, no, I no, 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 no. No, I have it right here. I have it right here. <laughs> I think it's right here. The four of us. The four, it was like me. You, Zbot, and uh, Kroon. You want to? You want to know why? Zach's pulling on my shoulder. He's pulling oh, me down. Okay, big guy. Look, you look. can't. Nobody can really see it because you have a glare. There's a glare. Let yeah. me see if I. I think uh, it's on. Where I'll send it, it to you on Insta. Yeah, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to pop it up on Instagram. Boy, you tripping? Talk about. Oh, he's no. pulling on my shoulder. <laughs> look, because he he's had his arm around my shoulder. Look all at me. Boy, please. Anyway, we're not. A t- we're not tall people. First of all. We're not. No. I'm like what? I'm like I'm, I'm still like, growing. I'm nine and a half to five ten. If you're five nine, I'm six foot two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, <laughs> that's hilarious. That means you five seven. If you if we're gonna talk like that, anyway. Nah. Um, but <laughs> nonetheless, it was a, it was a fun event. My man Evan killed it, and there's gonna be more events coming. And this uh this this NFT event, there's gonna be more of those coming. Yeah, Josh Allen there. So uh, listen, we'll be we'll be killing those. As we go, as we go. So um, let's get right into Bill's talk, man. Let's get right into Bill's talk. And uh, we got to get, I mean, I wanted to do this um, last show, but I think it's apropos that we do it now. Um, Kim Pagula seems to be going through um, some some medical issues right now. And you never want to hear that, right? We're getting a little yeah. older. All these things that are, I mean, hitting people these days and this whole COVID thing. And you know, I don't know what her ailments are. But uh, we gotta we gotta send some some love to um, Miss Ms. Pugula's way. Um, I'm hoping for um, I mean whatever she's dealing with that uh, she's able to get through it, uh, quick recovery, so she can be with her family, man, be with her husband, and uh, and watch these bills do what they do. So uh, salute and shout out to to Miss Kim Pugula. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, you know what I'm saying you you recover and uh, you get back to what you normally do on your your normal basis instead of you know what I mean sitting here trying to recover and get better so uh, we hope that you get a quick uh, quick and speedy recovery and uh and we'll go from there this kid um bills talk let's get right into it um the bills i found this very interesting the bills have hired um 
they've actually they've actually i don't want to say invented but they brought on a new department and this department is the department of analytics and uh i thought in my in my opinion i, I mean i thought this analytics i'm like you evan and analytics like you'll bump all that analytics talk right can you play or can you not and yeah. and i and the more i was reading into this analytics it wasn't what i expected the analytics department that they brought on was more of a, a health and safety aspect right um a load management if you will right and these this um this department they've hired two people into this department uh one of them is uh, Drew DeSanto or did I am I am I pronouncing his name right uh Drew DeSanti or Drew DeSanto I don't know which one it is it is uh yes Drew DeSanto uh he was hired for as a sports performance data analyst some people say data some people say data it is what it is uh data analyst for those I like to say data and uh his job is pretty much making sure that everyone's at their most optimal abilities if you will um and Dev, I mean Evan's got a nice nugget uh to kind of fall and, and follow through with that and as we dive into this uh this, this analytics department because I think it's really cool De Ev, what did you come up with yeah, so today in a car ride, I was listening to WGR, and I'm I'm trying to remember who exactly uh, said it. It was either Sal Capaccio or Matty Glab, um, but one of those two mentioned how, you know, the Buffalo Bills ever since Sean McDermott and Brandy Bean came here, have just been you know intrigued in how analytics can work and how we can improve on the basis of analytics. You know, not just for the nice little stats to see how the players are doing here and there, but you know, for, for the youth players' bodies and for the players' improvement and what they can do to make themselves better and keep them on the field instead of off field. And one of those interesting things were is that they figured out that the Bills, the Bills players in general, play their best at 9.50 a.m. Eastern time. So that's why, as of right now, they are holding this year's training camp and others at 9.50 a.m. in the morning. Because that's when they said the peak performance comes out of our, you know, our athletes, out of, you know, the, those players on the current roster. So I just found that it was pretty interesting. Um, there's a couple other little details in there, but, you know, how, you know, they use the analytics to, you know, how with the weight machines and all, you know, the new performance center we have after the year after uh, McDermott and Bean came here. But, you know, they just really have found themselves into a nice spot with these analytics where they're going to use it for the better. Yeah. And they, and they, and they really have a nice staff together. That's actually really cool. And and uh, the peak performance. And I don't know about you guys, but sometimes my mind goes in the gutter often. I don't know. As a man, my mind goes in the gutter. And I'm like, peak performance. When when am I at my peak performances? Like when, like, I mean, I'm talking about like past the athletic days, just life in general. And sometimes if you want to have a long time with your lady, when is it that you guys are your peak performances? And I'm like, man, what time? What? And I'm like, that's where my mind goes, right? How ridiculous am I? But anyways, we'll, we'll get into that <laughs> that type of chatter another time. But peak performance is interesting. At 9.50, that's when everybody's at their best. Um, that's so what they mentioned. So 10 o'clock yeah. is practice. 9.50, get these guys up. Get them ready. Let's get going. I want to see who's doing what and where. Uh, I'm actually really, really interested in that. It's actually really cool. So furthermore, into that department, because we have we have such a, a, a – I mean, we've been bragging about our wellness center, our – our, our workout station, our workout room that we have with the Bills. It's one of the best state-of-the-art. So really cool to have this 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 new department uh, come in. And one of the, the quotes here uh, that I was reading on is like the, the weight room, the on-field, the grass. Like these are the things they look at, right? The grass, all that stuff, just trying to keep these guys healthy uh, being said. So this 
we've already been one of the most healthiest teams. Like my man Evan was talking, you, him and I were talking earlier. We're not a knock on wood. We're not a team that gets injured often. In the last three years, we've been a very healthy team. That's why I always, whenever it's like, there's a free agent available, we should bring that guy in. And everybody would immediately say, no, don't even bother with that guy. He's a, he's injury prone. Don't even worry about it. But what? Hold on a second. Why don't you do bring him on? If we can get the most out of this player based on what we bring as a health team, uh, a very healthy team and the health department is really great. Bring that player on. That's the way I look at it. But uh, hold on a second. You out of here, my love? You good? You cool? All right. We'll see you in the morning. Okay. So at the end of the day, I actually love that. The fact that they're really investing even more into their players. I mean, it makes sense. You got a lot of players that's worth a lot of money, right? Stefan Diggs being one of them. Left tackle, Deion Dawkins being another. You got Von Miller. These guys are worth a lot of money. So if I have all this money invested into these players, I got to make sure that these guys are at their peak performance. I'm making sure that they're resting the right time. It's, it's almost a big old load management department. Watch out for how these guys work. Watch out for what they do. Not too much practicing. Stop practicing. You know what I mean? I've run this time. I think that's really cool. Um, but good, good job on them, man. Good job on them. They're investing into their team. And the analytics is only going to get better for us. That's the way I look at it. Ed, Ev, did you want to add anything else to that? Well, yeah, you can just also touch on the fact that, you know, Josh Allen has not missed the game since his rookie season. Um, and that knock on wood again. Fact, yeah, knock on wood, knock on wood. Yes, sir. But like, like, you know, that's due to the fact to, you know, our medical staff. I mean, you know, he's had a few, you know, bang plays here and there. Same with Stefan Diggs, uh, Dawson Knox, and Keith Davis, and, you know, Cole Beasley. All, all of our star players have been banged up here and there. But, you know, our medical staff and our analytical department uh, goes into those, you know, into those territories. You know, they make sure, like, hey, do this, that, and the third, that this minor injury really won't, you know, inhibit any bad play because we're going to, you know, make sure through the week you're doing this, that, and the third to get onto the field instead of being off the field. Evan, have you been accepted into Harvard yet? No, I go to Buff State. I'm not getting into Harvard. <laughs> Stop your nonsense, man. <laughs> Listen, that's a compliment. If it's coming from Jeff King, Jeff King sees, he sees something in you, man. Thank He's you, Jeff. Like, I go to Thanks, Buff State, Jeff. not Harvard. <laughs> I love Buff State yeah. though. If anyone from Buff State's listening, go Bengals, baby. Go, go Bengals. But my man Air Allen says, Yo, Rico, you have too many damn kids to worry about some peak performance. Hey, man. My peak performance is always, I got to make sure that I'm performing because guess what? If you ain't performing, I mean, she going to be walking. So you got to make sure you handle your business. Don't forget about that, fellas. Don't you, don't you stop your peak performing. You know what I'm saying? When it's really, Evan, that's going to be for you when you're a little older. So, don't you worry about that, big fella. Don't you worry about that. But anyway, um, but shout out to the Bills in investing in um, an analytics department. I think that's that's huge. Um, I think it's important. Um, and we got to make sure that we keep our guys nice and ready to go because we have such a schedule, such a tough schedule this year. And they're gunning. They are gunning. It's, it's nice to be, and I used to say this all the time, man. The Bills always are in the hunt. They were always in the hunt, but never caught their prey. That was always my, my my model for the Bills because as a Bills fan, I mean, we've been seeing so many times where they're either not even performing and they're not even ready to even sniff playoffs or they've always been in the hunt, always in the hunt. There's seven, I mean, they're seven wins or eight wins and they're, they're close and they just never make it, right? So I've always been saying they're always in the hunt, but never catch their prey. Well, now we're being hunted. The Bills are the hunted. 
And it's weird for me to even say that, but I love every bit of it. So when we have an analytics department that's saying, hey, man, we're going to be playing a whole bunch of teams, a whole bunch of cats that are going to be gunning for us. We've got to make sure that we're on top of our shit. So uh, shout out to that team. Shout out to the Bills. And we, we got big things coming this year. So uh, we got to make sure that we nail everything, starting off with Thursday night football against the freaking Rams. So we're going to see how that plays out. Um, I got to ask you a question, my man. What's up? I'm looking at this AFC, and I'm looking at quarterbacks that are being paid, have been paid, and will be paid. And the one name that is out there, and this goes in for the chat as well. I need the chat. And by the way, who uh, for those that are tuned in right now, this is my man, Evan Harrington. That's our guy, and uh, he's our correspondent. He goes to where we need him to go and 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 hold it down for BF. And uh, and he needs and he's listen. He's doing his his own thing at Buff State. I mean, behind the microphone doing his thing. Um, and uh, you know, you got me. I'm your host, Rico. And this is the Buffalo Fanatics. This is the Rico Report. Smash that like while you guys are in here. If you guys have not subscribed, subscribe to the channel. The goal is to get to 25,000 subscribers before the season. We're at 22, 22.5. Well, I think we're at 22.4, give or take. Uh, so we've got a few more thousand to go, but we we're there. We got we got to get there. So uh, let's get up to 25k. So speaking of money. Players got to get paid, right? Owners got to pay. And there's one particular quarterback that has been in the, in the, I guess, in the blogs, in the, in the articles, and that's Lamar Jackson. And yeah. Lamar Jackson right now is, he's not quick to sign with his team, but he wants to get a deal done. And the conversation I was having with people today is they don't feel like he's worth the money that he's asking for. But the guy's a top 10 quarterback. How are you going to say he doesn't deserve the money he's asking for when he's a top 10 quarterback? Evan, talk to me. Are you in favor of a guy like is, and, and I may be posting this question incorrectly. Do you feel that he is deserving of a big time contract? And before well, you answer the question, I got to give a shout out. I haven't used this bell in a long time. Nick Robinson, welcome to the Bing Squad. Bing, biggity, bing. I haven't used this bell in a long time, people. Let me use this bell. I gotta, I gotta ring that bell, baby. Let's go. Appreciate you, Nick Robinson. Love it. So, back to you, Evan. I get excited when I get to ring that bell. So oh, I for sure. That. Go for it. You know what I'm saying? So, when it comes to my man, Lamar Jackson, he's one of my favorite quarterbacks in the game. I, I love Lamar Jackson. He's deserving of a, a big contract. Well, you're looking since 2019. This guy was the league MVP. Not many, not many players in the NFL, will, you know, win league MVP. When you're looking since 2019, absolutely. 2019, Lamar Jackson. 2020, Aaron Rodgers, and then 2021, Aaron Rodgers. So, the last three league MVPs, it's only been two players: Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson. You can say what you want about Lamar Jackson. You can say he's definitely he it's definitely regressed since his MVP season. He's he's not the same player in his MVP season. You know, he can still run the ball. Uh, you know, the touchdowns passing-wise haven't been there uh, like they were that season. But, you know, he's still a pretty solid passer of the football. He is the most electrifying electrifying player to ever, you know, play the quarterback position, uh, running the football-wise. Uh, it's not even close. This guy's a walking, 3,500 passing, 1,000-yard rushing quarterback. But yep. this is the kind of question that we're going to, you know, propose here is can Lamar Jackson, you know, keep up because like you know just this injury he just had a pass injury this year yep and you know running the football like lamar jackson you're taking a lot of hits in the open open field 
But Lamar no, didn't get he didn't get hurt by because he got blasted. These I are know. Like, I'm just saying. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just saying. Will these injuries start piling up? Because the type of quarterback he is, he has to rely on his legs. You know, he's not like Josh Allen or Mahomes or Brady or Rogers or Stafford or Herbert, where they can sit in the pocket, take hits, you know, deliver the balls on time. Lamar can do that, but he hasn't shown he can do that at a full strength of time or a full, you know, you know, time overall. And Lamar is very up and down this season. He had a great game against the Colts where he passed for 400 yards, passed for four touchdowns, zero picks, 85 plus completion percentage. Thank you. That was an elite game. There's like not that, a that lot was of players that can even do that other than the guys but, like Josh Allen and, and your, your freaking uh, Aaron Rodgers will do things like that. But like, there's not a lot of quarterbacks can do that. And I feel like a lot of, but after that, is, he went downhill. Why do you, and why then, did he go downhill? I just don't not, think I not to be honest. The Ravens were depleted with injuries. Oh, they were definitely for Holy sure. Bro, like, but and, everyone and, wants to scoff over that. Oh, he had a down year, but there's a reason he had a down year. Did you not see? Everyone was dropping. They were the most injured team last year. Yeah, no, definitely. But for yet, sure. people you know, want to harp on that. It drives you know, me. That goes, that goes back. Um, I think Lamar Jackson can be a much better player if Greg Roman wasn't the offensive coordinator in Baltimore, because uh, his system is so so plain and Jane. It's basically. 13 personnel, every single player, you're going to run one ride receiver to the left, three tight ends, you know, on, on the right side of the line, fullback, running back, Lamar Jackson, let's go make some magic happen. And it's like, yeah, Lamar's a magical player. He can do, you know, some of the impossible, but how much can he do, uh, you know, and you're I mean, having one ride receiver. You say, how much can he do in that offense? You know, Greg Roman literally has the most basic offensive yeah. system in the league. No. False. Terrible. That offense is is catered to Lamar Jackson. Oh, well, I'm and saying it's like basic. It's it's three times. Is it basic? Is it basic? I don't. That, I, don't like I think that's where I, I, I think it's a bad I, offensive system. I think this is where we disagree. I don't think it's a basic offense. Greg Roman is an intelligent young man, and uh, and he, his offense can be complex, but it's catered to Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's strength is running that football. That's his strength, right? That's a that's a it's a God given strength. He can do those things, but he could also whip the ball around, and we've seen it with thirty six freaking touchdowns his MVP season. So I hate when people well, this, scoff this, over that. Well, I know this this is this is. My I'm not saying you're scoffing over. I'm the just, reason, just the reason a, I say it's a basic offense is because for the first couple of years in Lamar Jackson's career, he was dominating. You know, his first year yes. in the league, people weren't people weren't ready for it. Second year in the league, he wins league MVP, but after that. You saw the regression happen. And I know there's been injuries, and I know he hasn't had the number one receiver that he proudly deserves. There you go. But at the end of the day, the reason why I'm saying it's a basic offense is because you kind of know what's going to happen when it's out there. You got one receiver and three tight ends. And and, like, and, and that's a it's a good point because maybe it's a, it's a matter of, okay, I want to really see what Lamar can do without Greg Roman because it's catered to him. So give us someone that can that's going to kind of open things up and allow him to go – you're saying four wide, five wide, and so on and so forth, right? Um, but when you have Andrews on a team like that, you got to that offense has to go through a guy, one of the best tight ends, if not the best tight end in the game, in Andrews. So uh, it is, it's tough, man. So and I and I ask you this because I'm I'm going through the the quarterbacks, and and I gotta give I gotta give love to my man Cardero Linder. He's uh, he's been a longtime follower. What's up, Carlin? Hey, Cardero, what's happening, bro? Just showing some love, man. Keep up the good with Rico. Go Bills. I appreciate you, Cardero. You've been a you've been a longtime viewer, man. I appreciate you. That's love. Uh, I'm looking at the top paid quarterbacks. You got Aaron Rodgers, 
four years, 200 mil. You got Deshaun Watson, him in five years, 230. With your 230 mil guarantee. What a huge contract uh, that is. Uh, you got Pat Mahomes, the half a billion dollar man in Pat, Pat Mahomes on a 10-year contract, 450, with 63 million guaranteed. Um, and then the list goes on. Then you got Josh Allen at 258. Right now, let's 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 now start going down the list. Derek Carr is at he's on a three-year deal right now, 121. Then you've got Matthew Stafford on a four-year 160, right? And he's got a 40 million dollar, 40 million dollars a year he's gaining. And and I'm looking at the rest of the, the rest of the guys down this list, right? Dak Prescott, he's at four years 160, right? Making what 31 million? A dad. Uh, hold on, I'm just making sure that I'm looking at Dax. He's got 160. He's got he's got a four year 160, averaging 40 million a year. Then you go to uh, Russell Wilson. Right now he's at 35 million dollars a year. Who's looking and, to ask for a new contract as well? Yes, he will, and he's asking for 250. Right? Yep. So you've got uh, Jared Goff 230. He's he's making 33 million dollars a year. Kirk Cousins for crying out loud, making 33 million dollars a year. You mean to tell me somebody told me that Lamar Jackson is going to be making he should be getting in the in the 20 range to maybe 30 to maybe 30. You got Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff making 33 million. You think that Lamar Jackson is going to make less than that? And he's got an MVP under his belt? Y'all better stop. I, to be honest, when you look at the um, the quarterback market right now, um, I don't think he gets Josh Allen money. And I'm just going to say that realistically. I just don't think he's even close to on being on par being, you know, in that same level as a quarterback like Josh Allen. And Josh is making 43. So, like, that's the cutoff for me. He's not making over 43. Um, but at the same time, like, I think Matt Stafford's better than him. He's making 40. But here it is. You got Dak Prescott and Derek Carr making 40 million. Right. And, you you know, you can have your preference of Dak Prescott over Lamar. But most people have Lamar over Dak and Derek Carr. So, right it's there, I'm looking, I'm looking in between. the. I'm looking, like, 41 to $42 million a year. And that's fair. That's yeah, exactly, it, it, that's exactly what I'm but, looking at. He yeah, from what I'm hearing, go ahead. What I'm hearing uh, from the Ravens camp is that, like, you know, right now Lamar Jackson doesn't have a, an agent. He's just no. solo. He just kind of does his own thing. Him and his mama, which is interesting. It, it's a different approach. I've never it. seen it before. It, it's interesting. Yep. Um, you know, he's going into the final year of his contract. He was drafted at the end of the first round in 2018. He has he's on his fifth year option right now. Right. I think he's making about like twenty three million this year, mm-hmm. uh, but the thing is, they're saying that they might just franchise tag him right out of that. And Lamar Jackson really doesn't have a choice. Hey, he franchise, franchise tag him all, all he wants. He's gonna get his. He's gonna get his. But here's the problem: if you franchise tag him now, you don't get a, an opportunity to franchise tag him again the year after. I don't think you can franchise tag a player twice or something of that nature. So, oh, did franchise they change tag him, that in the CBA? That. What's that? Did I they think change that, that in the CBA. I, I I I remember reading something to the nature where you cannot franchise tag because you used to be able you used to be them. able to yeah you used to be able to so hear me out if they don't if they franchise tag them, first of all you're letting me know that okay so are we not doing something sometimes when you franchise tag someone eventually you make a deal but if you franchise tag Lamar Jackson fam you're gonna pay for it because he's gonna go somewhere else and somebody will pay him they will pay him Ravens don't screw this up pay that man. And build around them, and you guys are gonna have something special. That's just my opinion. Well, I mean, I mean, like right now, if 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 they do settle to give them, you know, the franchise tag after year five, I mean, you know, there's some teams that are, you know, are looking at the quarterback position, and one team to mention 
you know, is the Carolina Panthers. Heck yeah. But I mean, they got Baker Mayfield right now too. So who are we going to look at Baker midfield or Lamar Jackson? <laughs> exactly. Hey, listen, I'm just, I'm just saying, so these Ravens, like you said, pretty much what you're saying is don't mess this up. You have yourself. Well, a yeah. I mean, you know, it's like very overall, difficult to find yourself a franchise quarterback. Don't screw it up. I mean, yeah, like overall, you can say what you want about Lamar Jackson, you know, whether you don't think, you know, he's some, some guys have him outside the top 10. Some guys have him inside the top 10. Like for me, I, what, I have him around you have nine. Him outside the 10, up top 10? I have him around, I have like nine. Uh, I mean, yeah. he's top 10, but he's not nine. He well, nine. I have, I have Mahomes, Rogers, Allen, Brady. So, uh, like Watson, if playing Herbert okay, yeah, Wilson, Burrow, uh-huh. Stafford, that's eight, nine right there. So you're taking Stafford over Lamar? Oh, easily. Stafford's a much better throw than football. Stafford can sling it. Of course I'm, he can. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm taking Stafford over Lamar seven out of seven days a week. Really? Yeah. Very interesting. The guy just won a Super Bowl. Um, throws for four thousand yards every year. Consistent thirty year, thirty touchdown passer. Uh, you know, has been one of the best quarterbacks in the league for a long time. Got disrespected so many times playing for the Lions. Left Detroit, came to the Rams. You know, did what he did best. He literally has. So, so maybe Lamar court. needs He's a new. The- maybe Lamar needs a new location. So maybe, that way he can kind of really show. That's what it is. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, so this is the thing. Like, like for me, Lamar's a good throw of the football inside the hash marks, but outside throwing towards the sideline, he just doesn't do it for me. Like he can throw the ball there, mm, but I see. This is where I disagree. I hate that argument, but you know what? I'm gonna let it I, that's be. This is what that's just what I've seen on film. Hey. I've, I've seen too many times where he just can't get the ball. And I've seen, I've seen many times where he slings that thing downfield. He slings that thing to the sideline, and he doesn't get credit for it because these bums are dropping it because he's got no receivers. That's the sad part. But anyway, I mean, yeah, that, he's got bad receivers. Yeah, he did. you damn right. What did they do with he's Josh Allen? How to slew a bad receivers, and they said, "Let me fix that. Let me build around Josh Allen." And Josh Allen is a mother effing G. And we're gonna get into Josh Allen talking just a moment. But uh, I'm 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 actually glad that you uh, that you you shed some light on on your opinion on on Lamar Jackson. I think that. He's definitely a top 10 quarterback. Um, and uh he should accordingly. I, I personally he's a he's a 40 million dollar guy, especially because we got that's fair. Herbert that's gonna get paid next year. You've got Kyler Murray that's looking to get paid as well. And there's one there's one more quarterback Burrow. Uh, Burrow. Those guys are gonna get paid, and they're yeah, all Burrow 40 million dollar players. You can't tell me Lamar's not. Well, Lamar's no, Burrow, Burrow and Herbert are probably more of 43. Forty-eight million dollar players, to be honest. Forty and above. I'm talking about forty and above. You cannot oh, forty and above. Yeah. 40. These guys are forty I, yeah. million dollar players and above. But anyway, we'll see how that plays out. So that's why Lamar's got to keep that in mind. I'm not taking a bum ass deal this year, and then these guys are going to surpass me and make more than that. And I have an MVP under my belt. None of these cats have an MVP under their belt. So that's that's where it's it's tricky. You can't dismiss the MVP, but at the same time, you see what these players are about. You see Burrow, Burrow. Yeah, like, well, yeah. Just one Burrow, final thing on it, like. You mentioned the MVP, but as years go by, you can't like say, "Oh, he won an MVP," because then you're kind of getting into the Cam Newton range. You're like, well, Cam Newton won an MVP in 2018 or 2015, but in 2018, he was nowhere near the same player. Not saying Lamar cannot get back to the MVP. I get it, form, it's a fair point. but it's like, point. It's like three, four years afterwards, I'm, I'm like, honestly, to, even now, I'm just kind of like done riding the Lamar MVP thing because, like, that was cute. He won that congratulations he won the mvp but now it's time like okay lamar you're going into year five 
You know, you got Patrick Mahomes winning Super Bowls. You got Joe Burrow going into a Super Bowl. You got Josh Allen looking to rise on the marks. Justin Herbert's going to look to get in the playoffs. And Russell Wilson just came to the AFC. You know, Derek Carr just got an extension. He's looking to get back into things in yep. the playoffs. Very much um, so. You got a bunch, bunch of talent. Like, it's like, to me, it's like, okay, Lamar, let's go out and win a playoff game. How, how these players get paid is by performing. Oh, yeah. That's number one. Oh, yeah. How these players get paid is by getting these all pros, the pro bowls. That's how that's, that's, that's their accolades. That's how, that's what they have on their resume. So you got to have those things on your resume, right? You don't have those things on your resume. What are we talking about? Right. You got to perform, but you got to have something on the resume to say something. But yeah. anyway, great, great discussion. Let's go. Great, yeah, great discussion sure. on the left. So we, we're going to move it to another one here. Are you ready for this one? Let's go. So for it. We are talking. Brian Dable, we were talking about it earlier, and I, I got into it. And before we get in here, I got to give a shout out to D. Raleigh, Miss or Mr. D. Raleigh. Welcome to the Bing Squad. Bing, biggity, bing. Let's go. I appreciate you guys letting me use my bell today. I've been wanting to use this thing for a while. So I appreciate y'all, man. Let me give another shout out to my man, Hayes McClendon. What up, Hayes? What's up, good sir? Rico, you and your staff are doing an amazing job. Love the dedication and loyalty. Keep up the great work. Happy Father's Day to you. To all the fellas in here, and I appreciate you, Hayes. You are good, man. I appreciate that love. And uh, listen, man, we always got to hold it down, man, for Father's Day. Father's Day is a big weekend, and uh, we got to hold it down. I mean, as, as papas and making things sure, making sure everything is good to go. So let's get into it, man. Josh Allen, Brian Dable. Here was a discussion that was had today. And I think it was Sam Munson, I believe his name is, from PFF. And he was he brought up the topic. Actually, let me just bring it up before I just talk my ish. Uh, he brought up a topic today, which I found very interesting. And it was it was to do with. Let me see here if I could bring it up here. Let me see. Uh, he, it was to do with the success that Brian Dable has. And is he gonna have? Is he gonna try to duplicate that same success? So here was the tech. The, the tweet was it was coming from Sam Monson from PFF, right? He goes, if Josh Allen never happened, Brian Dable's resume looks very different, and I think it's pretty unclear who or what was primarily responsible for Allen's development. This is a downer of a tweet, but it just struck me today looking through his career, and I found that interesting, right? So. I, I took it. I came in and I was like, hold on a second. Josh Allen is fantastic. But Josh Allen didn't just become Josh Allen out of nowhere. So my response was, listen, this it took a village to, to build Josh Allen to where he's at. I'm like, it took a village. Allen isn't uh, where he is, if not for the likes of Derek Anderson, Jordan Palmer, all the way up to Dable, McDermott, and Bean. Bean putting the pieces around him, right? McDermott coaching him up. Right. Brian Dable coaching him up and being around him for four years. Right. But like and Joe Marino was agreeing. He said that almost the same in the same thing. He was he put a tweet just about just before that. I'm like, like Joe Marino said, ultimately, Allen is the primary reason for where he's at. It is scary to know where Josh Allen is going to go from here because he's he's just getting into his prime. He's not even in his prime. But then it got me thinking. Did Allen make Brian Dable? Is that a fair discussion to have and ev i'm gonna get your I'm, i have my own thoughts i'm gonna share in just a moment but i want to i want to start with you did brian did josh allen make brian dable or was this a a very it was a mutual relationship where they both built each other up but where is the edge is the edge lie with the guy that put the work in that's 
improved every single year or was it all due to being coached under Brian David? What are your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, this is definitely an interesting topic to discuss because a lot of the fact about Josh Allen developing, you know, from year one to year two to year three to year four, right, was alluded to Brian Dable and Stefan Diggs. Like that from from what I've seen all over, you know, you know, Bill's Twitter and you know, NFL Twitter and just, you know, NFL media in general, was that when you casually look at it, you just see, okay, Josh Allen in year two was throwing, you know, you know, what sixty percent completion percentage, fifty eight, whatever it was. Yep. He really wasn't throwing the ball well, right? You bring in Stefan Diggs from Minnesota. He comes up. Josh Allen's throwing near 70% the next season. So a lot of people just alluded to the fact that, you know, they got Stefan Diggs. Josh Allen just somehow magically turned it around. And that's, you know, completely false. Like, it just was not Stefan Diggs. You know, it wasn't just Brian Dable. It was, you know, like you mentioned, working out with Jordan Palmer for countless offseasons. Uh, you know, having guys like Derek Anderson, Matt Barkley in the quarterback room, going and, you know, training with Sean McDermott and having Brandon Bean, you know, in the back, you know, back, back corner, you know, you know, hyping them up and, you know, really being there for one another. And then, you know, having a guy like Brian Dable, and, you know, even having a guy like Ken Dorsey there as well, you know, having all these guys in the locker room for Josh Allen really, in my opinion, was the best thing. Because if Josh Allen was in any or any other organization year one, year two, I don't think he makes that jump to year three, to be honest. Like, I really don't. I I, I don't know if point. he does. That's a fair if, point. If he, go, if he goes to Cleveland, if he goes to the Jets, I don't know if Josh Allen makes that jump from year one to year two to year three. And I think this is more of a testament to allude to uh, Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean for bringing in the right personnel, for bringing in the right quarterbacks, uh, you know, for getting, you know, these connections with Josh Allen to, you know, to bolster his, to bolster his confidence, you know, to go on to the point. And we mentioned earlier analytics. That's kind of how Josh Allen figured out how to, you know, his figure out his release and figure out a new mechanics. throwing motion. All about mechanics. Right? Mechanics. And it is through those like analytical machines. Yep. You know, the new technology. And you know, that's how he did it. He worked on that with Jordan Jordan Palmer. And then when Stefan Diggs came over in 2020, he was, you know, constantly working, you know, with Stefan Diggs all off season, not not skipping a beat. They were both on each other's page. Yep. And so like this is kind of where I go with it. I would say Brian Dable had a fair, fairly good resume beforehand. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it would have landed him a head coaching spot. Um, but you know, he comes to Buffalo in year one in 2018. Or yeah, you know, 20 no, he came here in 2019, right? Uh Brian Dable got here in 2018. 2018. So 2018. Yep. Yeah, so 2018. You know, he did his thing, he had you know, he had a I'd say an iffy year one, but there's a little potential to work for year two and year three. You know, Josh Allen has his breakout season. That really, in my opinion, bolstered Brian Dable from a potential head coach to a guy that's basically locked for a head coaching position in the near future. Josh Allen broke up onto the scene and he's converting these crazy throws on third down. You know, he's slinging the rock better than he's ever had in his life. He's completing 70% of his passes. He has over 40 plus touchdowns. He gets the bills to the AFC championship. Stefan Diggs has 1500 yards, uh, seven plus touchdowns. Dawson Knox had a good year. Gabe Davis had a good year. Cole Beasley was a second team All Pro. Uh, it really just was alluded to the fact that Josh Allen had a spectacular season. And I want to give a little bit of credit to Brian Dable, uh, just because again he is a, a little bit. I want to give a little bit. No, like what I mean, like like you mentioned, like did Josh Allen make yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Brian go ahead. Dable? Like I'm yeah. literally, I'm giving Brian Dable a little bit of credit there. Like he, you know, had a lot to do with Josh Allen's development and success. 
But at the end of the day, you can only do so much um, to coach a player up. It's really at the end of the day what the player is going to do on the field. You know, you can be you can be like Kyle Shanahan and set up a system in almost any running back and almost any quarterback and go into that system and you know play fairly well. But you know, in a system like the Buffalo Bills, you kind of have to have a quarterback like Josh Allen to make everything work. The Buffalo Bills aren't the Buffalo Bills without Josh Allen. So, you know, when Josh is converting these long third down throws, breaking and evading these sacks, you know, not turning the ball over like he did the year prior, he's really just kind of, you know, kind of, you know, taping up the mistakes and patching up the mistakes that Brian Dable might have on his offense. But so, overall. Good, good. Overall. But, but overall, like at the end of the day, like, you know, both of these guys, you know, work together in a collaboration to, you know, make each other better. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to give Josh Allen most of the credit um, just because, again, he's on the field. He's doing everything. You know, he's making the pre-snap adjustments. You know, he's in the huddle. You know, he's throwing the ball. But, again, at the end of the day, you got to give Brian Dable a little bit of credit to that point just because, you know, he is the guy that believes in Josh Allen that all time through. You know, he is setting up the plays. Uh, you know, he's he worked with Josh constantly. You know, he was there to talk to him, throw whatever he needed. Uh, you know, he was the offensive coordinator. I mean, at the end he of the definitely. day, he is the offense. He is the offensive coordinator. He definitely uh, was. So, and so you're gonna you're gonna get it there. So I would say Josh definitely bolstered uh, Brian Dable's resume. All right, and 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 I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement with you because I'm looking. I'm look, but I'm gonna give I'm gonna give uh, Brian Dable a little bit of slack here because he's never had a quarterback like Josh Allen, right? That's when you true. Look at who he's been who he's been coaching. He coached the the New York Jets as an offensive coordinator. I think he was a wide receivers coach out there, if I'm trying to get this right. Um, he was a quarterback's coach for Cleveland. Then he was the – Cleveland's never been good, you know what I mean, until up until lately. Uh, offensive coordinator to Miami, I think like, – who was it? Fiedler was his quarterback. Kevin Gerrard's I, in here. So, Kevin, who was the quarterback when when um, when uh, Brian Dable was your, your offensive coordinator? It wasn't great, right? He went to Kansas City, had Matt Castle at his, as his quarterback. Right. He goes to uh, new. Uh, who else was he a, a coordinator for Kansas City it was Miami Dolphins and he was the Cleveland Browns. Just not great. New York Jets like he hasn't had anybody like Allen. So to poo poo on um, Brian Dable saying, oh, Allen made him. Well, he didn't really have a guy like Allen. Right. And Allen, we could say never really had anybody like Dable. And the fact that both of them were they started off together four years straight. You get to learn someone. I'll, I'll admit it. I wasn't a big fan of Dable at all first year i was like get him out of here i'm not liking what i'm seeing right second year i was like okay i'm seeing some things and then i was like i'm in love with this dude i will say this though and i'll and people forget but when josh allen got hurt and he hurt his elbow and Derek anderson was in after spending some time on the sideline and with Derek anderson and then when josh allen came back into into the fold what a different quarterback i think Derek anderson had a lot to do with coaching him up a veteran guy coaching him up so a village, I'm still sticking with a village is where it's at uh, when, with the development of Josh Allen because everyone had a hand in it. Brandon Bean putting pieces around him, right? Like like a number one type of receiver, bonafide receiver in Stefan Diggs. You're going to have success. Here's the big one. Brian Dable now has to prove this. If he's going to have some credit, which he deserves, have some credit with Josh Allen, he's got he's almost got to show some res- so show some um some residual right right some re- residual effect from what he gained from Josh Allen into 
the New Jersey freaking Giants. Yeah, and this is the thing now. When when you're Brian Dable and you're going over to the New York Giants, right? He's got he's a got lot of pieces. He's got some good he's pieces. Got some pieces. He's got Kadarius Tony. Yep. Who didn't put up the best statistical season last year, but had that one game for almost 200 yards and a score. Kadarius Tony is one of the most electrifying players in football right now, and he's going into his second season. You have Saquon Barkley, who oh. is, I'm about to you know, pull up. I'm about to pull up their roster right now. Coming off a major injury, but they're looking to use him, uh, you know, more as a slot receiver, you know, out wide, you know, motion him around, utilize his talent that he was the number two pick out of Penn State in 2018. Hold, hold that thought. I'm going to read up their, their, yeah, they're actually receiving court right now. So you got Kadarius Tony, you got Darius Slayton, you've got Sterling Shepard, you got Wandell Robinson. Great player. Uh, you've got uh, Kenny Galladay, you got Robert Foster. Remember that name? You got Keelan Doss. Um, so you've got a slew of freaking uh, some players out there. They have a nice so, nice five receivers right there. Absolutely. The first and, five and let's go to their old line. They've got protection, right? They just drafted. They, they just drafted. I'm not even going to mention, uh, you know, who <laughs> that went over there as like a contributor. But we'll see how that plays out. But it'll be solid for him. Hey, we'll see. You got Joshua uh, Ezudu. I think his name is. Uh, then they drafted uh, who's the other guy that drafted uh, Evan Neal. Yeah, Evan Neal. Right? So, and then they got Andrew Thomas on the other side. And they got Andrew Thomas on top of that. I'm looking at Andrew Thomas's name right now. So Dable's got a good nucleus on offense. It's Daniel. Plus James. they also have Kyle Rudolph yeah. too, the tight end. Yeah, Kyle. Uh, who's uh, the tight end room right now? Is uh, you've got uh, RJ Miller, Chris Mayock, Ricky Seals, Jones. They got over there. Um, so Kyle Rudolph. No, Kyle Rudolph's out there, man. No car was Ricky Seals Jones and uh, Andre Miller. But anyway, that's not the point. The point is he's not going to a team that is a bum, right? Oh, no. They're a very good team. It's a matter of Daniel Jones stepping his game up. Can Brian Dable pull anything out from Daniel Jones that he pulled out from Josh Allen? Two different specimens. I'm not even going to call Daniel Jones a specimen. (laughs) First of all, he's just a a very good athlete, but he ain't no Josh Allen. We... Can Brian Dable make the New Jersey freaking Giants relevant in the NFC East? That's the freaking question that I'm curious on, on finding out myself. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be watching the Giants. I'm rooting yeah. for the Giants in a way. This is one more thing I want to touch upon. Like, go ahead. We talked about all the receivers, the offensive line. You know, some of the some of the tight ends they got too. You got to look at Daniel Jones again. He's not a specimen like Josh Allen, right? No, he's not. But he's a six foot four quarterback that can run. So definitely they are. Thank you, Kevin. Matt Moore and Chad Henney. That's what you got to rock with. That's what he was. Brian Dable's rocking with Chad Henney and Matt Moore. Go on. Um, you got you got Danny Dimes. I, I don't know why they call him Danny Dimes. He didn't throw a dime. But he does defense. But <laughs> Danny Dimes. But um, yeah, you got Daniel Jones there. You know he's going into year four. You know he's a quarterback that can move. He doesn't have the arm strength Josh Allen has. He doesn't have the size Josh Allen has. He doesn't have the full downhill speed that Josh Allen has. But he is a six foot four quarterback that can run a little bit. So Brian Table has a little bit to utilize there, you know, with you know some quarterback read options, you know, some quarterback draws, some stuff that he ran with Josh Allen over the past few years. Yep. You can run that with Daniel Jones. Is it going to be as successful? No, it won't. Just again, two different players. One's a specimen. One's a guy who might not even be a starting quarterback next year. He might get benched with Tyrod. Um, but he ha- but like, like Kevin, like Jeff King said, he has to replicate it with Jones somewhat. He's got to show me something because if he and I get it, and, and this is the argument too, he's he's going over to New Jersey. Jones is not his guy, 
So he's got almost a wash year. So if Jones doesn't pan out, it's not my guy anyway. I'll pick my guy. So that's his his almost his way out a little bit. But you're gonna have to show me something with Daniel Jones because they invested the first round draft pick in Daniel Jones for well, crying yeah. out. Give me something. And the thing is with Daniel Jones, if if we see a little more consistent play out of Jones, mm-hmm. you know, for a stretch of the season, it, like I'm not saying the entire season, just because I don't think you're gonna get a consistent, you know, replicate play of what Daniel Jones can do the entire season. But if you're Brian Dable and you can get a good eight to ten game stretch out of Daniel Jones, and you can maybe win seven or eight games and compete a little bit to maybe week 16, week 17 in the NFC East. I think that's a win for Giants fans and a win for Joe Shane and, and Brian Dable. I, I think that would be seven wins. the greatest. I, I think if I think if the Giants can get to seven wins, because like you gotta look at it. The Dallas Cowboys, you know, are a basically locked to make the playoffs in the NFC for the most part, and maybe win the NFC East. And the the Philadelphia Eagles have only gotten better. Jalen Hurts is only getting better. You bring in AJ Brown. NFC. You got year two Devontae Smith. Yeah. Uh, you got Dallas Goddard. You got Miles Sanders coming back. You got a loaded team on offense for the most That's part. A, and you, listen, uh, defense, they just brought over freaking uh, AJ too. Brown to the Eagles. So Eagles, Eagles, uh, that NFC East. I mean, it's always been a. Everybody's been. It's just muddy. There's always been muddy water. Right, everybody just and, jumbled and, around. Yeah, and the thing that I love about the Eagles is you bring in a guy like AJ Brown, who isn't the best separator and the best route runner, but he's so physically dominant Heck at yeah, the release yeah. point and at the catch point, and he's probably the best yak receiver in football, along you know Debo and some of those others. But then you got Devontae Smith. I wouldn't put him up there, but go on. No yak receiver. Right. Go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah. I'm listening. So you then you got Devontae Smith, who sneakily is one of the best route runners in football. He's not on the yeah. same level. With you know Diggs and, and Adams and Keenan Allen and Cooper, but you know Devontae Smith, man. I mean, for being as you know slim and sleek as he is, he that guy can run routes. He flies. Like, he flies. He and, flies. And then you got Quez Watkins, who's underrated as is anyone. So I mean, look for the Eagles then. They're gonna be they're gonna be a solid team. They're gonna be a solid team. But I mean, right now the Giants underwhelmed last year, and a lot of it had to do with coaching. They didn't believe in Coach Joe Judge. What they were um doing quarterback bum. sneaks on third and ten. Dude, he's an absolute bum. What were you thinking? Even bringing him as the head coach, like you just stop that nonsense. You need an innovator. You need a guy that's creative. You need a guy that believes in the quarterback and believes in the whole team. And when when any anytime a coach is lost to the players, the players don't give a damn. Talk about the Jaguars coach, freaking what's that bum that was sticking, digging up his fingers up in that in that hoo ha that lady, Urban, the, Urban the Meyer. Urban Meyer. Meyer. Urban Meyer sitting there chilling, you know what I'm saying? Digging for gold. I don't know what that man was doing. But anyway, when you got when you got a whole team that just loses all confidence in the head coach, bro, we ain't playing for you. We're not playing for you, and we're just doing what we got to do for ourselves. But Brian Dable, Joe Shane going over there, they're going to make. And I've already I have some some friends that are Giants fans and content creators that are, that are talking right now, and they absolutely love what's happening in, in New Jersey right now. They get this team. Coming together. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? Yeah, you you can criticize Brian Dable's play calling all you want. Yeah, uh, you know, at, at points in times, rightfully so. There's there's points in times of the past two years where he's had some slip ups and moments where he hasn't called the best plays. But the one thing that you can't discredit Brian Dable on is ability to rally players around him as a head coach in the locker room. Every single every single player on the current Buffalo Bills roster and past Buffalo Bills rosters of the past few years have spoke nothing 
but greatness about right. Brian Dable. That's big facts. They, they, they spoke nothing but greatness about Brian Dable, and they're doing the same thing about Ken Dorsey. So Brian Dable going over to New York, he has a lot of talented players, and he, you know, he has Joe Shane going over there with them. Brian Dable's already respected right now. He's being respected throughout the, the small mini caps, mini camps and OTAs. Yep. But it really gets down to the nitty-gritty stuff when you get into training camp, when you get into preseason, when you get into that first game of the regular season, if you don't have all those guys on the same page around you in the locker room, good luck. Pack up your bags. There's no more season. Listen, it, it's hard to turn it around. He, it's not easy. But he came, he came, he went to a good situation. He's gone to a very good situation. So I there's high expectations from him. If you went to a bum team, like, I don't know, who was the worst team last year in the NFL? Uh, Jaguars. Was the, was, were the Jags the worst? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Trayvon anyway. Walker first overall. So let's just say, let's just say he goes to the Jags. Right? I wouldn't say the Jags are like that bad though. Like I'm talking about. Yeah. I want a bad roster. When you look at that roster, you're like, "Ugh, that roster is horrible." I mean, it's not a whole lot. I'm trying to think. I Somebody help Houston. me in the chat. I think he's got the worst roster in the game right now. If probably, you were to just go your head, worst roster. Houston or Atlanta? We'll say Atlanta. Well, you know what? Atlanta would be the one that I stand out and say. Mm, not great. Houston has some pretty damn decent pieces on that squad, and they they're playing they for the coach. But anyway, I'll say I'll say Atlanta. Atlanta's got the worst roster. You send Dable to Atlanta, at least you know he ain't got shit on that squad. So I'm expecting you to not do well in New Jersey. They're expecting them to have a good season because I've given you a pretty damn good team. Our coaching is what sucked. You know what I'm saying? So galvanize, put this team together. Let's see what you got. You put you made Josh Allen who he is right now, you know what I'm saying? This head coaching job, you pretty much got Make because Daniel Josh Jones a is there, number one. And B, obviously, you know what I'm saying? They saw what Josh Allen did. And Josh Allen is a freaking budding star. So we'll see how that how that plays out. I'm expecting big things from the Giants. I'm actually excited to see what they're like. I like two things from you. What is going to be David, you got me saying David Johnson, Danny Dimes, <laughs> Danny Dimes stat line. Yards thrown, Passes thrown, pass touchdowns thrown, interceptions. Oh Damn. man, I want to look. I want to look up his last year's stats. Dude, dude, I, was just, I was just about to look up the same thing too. So looking up because I, I kind of know his stats to a point. All right, so last season Daniel Jones threw for twenty four hundred yards, ten touchdowns, and seven interceptions. Dude, that's uh, horrible. <laughs> uh, I want twenty four hundred yards, ten touchdowns, bro. How are you supposed to win with that, man? Yeah, Dang. I also want to. Yeah, I also want to see uh, Daniel Jones' game log, too, because I don't think he played the full season. Uh, so that's the thing, though. At He's the got end a 45 day. to 29 TD, TD to interception ratio. It's not horrible. Yeah, don't I forget all the fumbles, man. Don't forget all the fumbles. He's got something like 50 career fumbles. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's got 1,000 rushing yards, and he's got five rushing touchdowns. It's not horrible. Could have had more rushing yards if he didn't trump, you know. Trump oh my god, field. come on, you got to give me a break on that. At 62%, he's almost he's thrown for 63% completion percentage. So, hey, listen, we, there's some things that we could, uh, I mean, you could work with a guy like Danny Dimes, right? You could work with that. So, we'll see what oh, Brian so here is. Looking forward to it. Go ahead, what, what do you got? Yeah, so Daniel Jones, um, played 11 games last year, started in 11 of them, uh, had 232 uh, completions on 361 pass attempts. 2,400 yards passing, uh, you know, his, his uh, yards uh, per attempt was 5.8. Uh, not, not too, not too good. Uh, and then, you know, the completion. You're trying to keep a straight face out there. You can't, bro. Five, you yeah. five yards pass? No. 
Can yeah, you? his um his ooh, his on target percentage, seventy six point one. All right. That's the Not thing. The and this, this is why some Giants fans are somewhat excited because you're getting a true hey, offensive this is the one thing coming to coach up. What do you got? I'll say this though. His bad throws, so this is like bad throw percentage, bad throws have went down every single season from 80 to 76 to 64. Hey. So that's that's something to learn. That's, that's a 20 point jump, uh drop. So that's not bad. But not yeah, bad. so from year one if to, Daniel to year Jones three. is if Daniel Jones is gonna play a full 17 game season, hmm. I want to say again. This is how I feel that is Brian he Dable, over thirty five hundred yards. I could see him getting the 3,600. 3, 3, Perfect. Because now, but a lot of it will be Wandell Robinson, Darius Tony, Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay making jump catches, uh, jump ball catches, and a lot of those guys going, you know, after the catch. It's not going to be Daniel Jones throwing the ball you know, right onto their chest in a tight coverage and, you know, really being accurate downfield quarterback can be more of those receivers and running backs and skill position players doing things after the catch and doing the dirty work, kind of like San Francisco, getting those players involved. And, you know, I, and I also expect Brian to be able to utilize Daniel Jones legs a lot, because like you mentioned, I agree. Daniel, a, Daniel he's Jones, he's super athletic. Oh, he's very athletic. Vanilla Vic. Daniel Jones. I'm going to call him Vanilla Vic. <laughs> Yo, don't disrespect Vic like that. <laughs> Vanilla Vic. Daniel ahead, Jones man. is the day. Remember, Daniel Jones is not Brian Dable's guy. So right. I'm you not saying he's he's not scared to kind of run Daniel Jones into the ground and unleash his full potential. Like a guy like Josh Allen. You're not going to run Josh Allen into the no. ground. You're not going to get got a wash year because 20, guess what the backup quarterback is Tyrod Taylor. And Tyrod yes. is like a Fitzpatrick. If you give he's, him a freaking he's hungry, thing, man, he's gonna take that starting position. The question too is how long until you know I mean Tyrod Taylor jumps in week seven, week eight, when Daniel wanna, if Daniel doesn't become that guy. Here we can make this prediction really quick. So I want to look at the Giants schedule. Uh the Giants schedule is probably gonna be a tough one. It's always the NFC East always has a pretty damn tough schedule, man. Yeah, I want to look at the Giants schedule in whole. Uh Looking on the Giants website. So week one, they start off at Tennessee. So in my opinion, that's a loss. You're not being Tennessee um, in their home opener. You're just not. Tennessee, I think, uh, will get them. Week two, they go against the Panthers. So that could be that could be a sneak. That could be it. That should be a win. Listen, who the hell's who's quarterbacking over there? Sam Darnold? As of right now, yeah. I am buying it. No, not doing it. Uh then they got the Cowboys. So they got the Cowboys. Cowboys should win. Cowboys yeah, have Cowboys a good win. roster, man. They should they should be able to beat the Giants. And then you got the Bears week four. So you could be two and two out of the get-go. That's not bad. 500. Uh, then you got the Packers. That's an L. Week five. Then you got the Ravens week six. That's an L. You got the Jags week seven. That can uh, win. I don't know about this Jags team, man. I don't know. It's awesome, man. What do you think? I don't know what I'm going to get out of Trevor Lawrence. Well, I like Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson together. Yeah. Uh, I, I like those two combined because I feel like Doug Peterson really helped Carson Wentz in his second season in the league. Um, and, you know, you look at Carson Wentz and Trevor Lawrence, those two quarterbacks, they kind of have a similar play style uh, in a way. So I I, I kind of expect Trevor Lawrence to take a, a nice step. No MVP season like Wentz. Well, has, let but, me ask you a question, though. Let me ask you a question. When it comes to the fantasy, is is Daniel Jones someone that you could potentially draft as a fantasy, as as one of your fantasy quarterbacks? 
backup. I wouldn't rely for him. Backup quarterback? Well, hold on. Hold on a second. But then this gives me an opportunity to jump in and let everybody know. If you see Daniel Jones as a backup quarterback, what if you were the GM of a fantasy football team? And I'm not just talking about any fantasy. I'm talking about dynasty fantasy football. You have the opportunity to be a GM, potentially draft Daniel Jones, and have him as your backup because you never know if he's going to be a guy that busts out just in case. But if you are thinking of joining fantasy and potentially dynasty, I got something for y'all. Check this out. Dynasty owner is the best way to play fantasy football. Get inside the mind of an NFL GM as you use real NFL markets and offseason moves to make your dynasty owner team the best in the league. Download the dynasty owner app on the app store or Google play today. You've never experienced fantasy football quite like this. Like that, you segue into it. You help me segue into that one. I have to jump in there. If you guys are not jumping on your dynasty football fantasy, this is where you got to jump in there. You are the creator. You get to make the squad as best you can. But there's some other guys that are coming for that title. So jump in on that the fantasy dynasty. If you guys are in that, man, it's all about it. Jump in there. Big things are coming this year. I don't know about you, Dan. I don't know about you, man, but I'm all about fantasy right now. So it's not, it's too soon to talk about it, but we're going to get into that anyway. So keep going with that schedule. Oh, okay. Sorry. Let me pull my phone again. Yeah. Uh, so Jaguars week seven. Um, I, I could see the Giants winning that matchup. I wouldn't be surprised that the Jags snuck out a win. Either way, I'll give it to the Giants just for the benefit of the doubt, right. doubt of the conversation. And then this is where it gets good. This is where it gets good for the Giants. So you, you beat the Jags. That will give you your third win of the season by week seven, right? So as of right now, you beat the Panthers. You're you're one and one because you lost to the Titans. Then you you go one and two against the Cowboys. Two and two against the Bears. You drop two against, um, you know the Packers and the Ravens. So you're two and four. But this is where the swing gets in. You beat the Jags. You're three and four. You go to Seattle week eight. Seattle is not in a good spot right now. They have a terrible roster. Are they that horrible? Is that? I don't. I'm not really down on on quarterback um, Drew Locke. I think he's not a bad quarterback. I, I don't know. I'm 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 just not sold. I'm not sold the way Pete Carroll constructs his offense right now. He's a run force, run first uh, oriented <laughs> coach. I think he's way past his his coaching days. Uh, I think um, you know if you could have cut ties with Pete Carroll a while ago, you could. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm gonna take the Giants. That makes them four and four at week eight. Now they have their bye week. This is where it gets good. You're four and four at the bye week, week nine. Out of the bye, you have a home game against the Houston Texans. You can easily go over 500 now. You'll be 5 and 4. You'll be 5 and 4 at this point. Week 11. You have the Detroit Lions. That's a favorable matchup. I think the Lions are a good team on the rise, but that's easily winnable. It's easily winnable. I really like I really like the, the Lions. I think the Lions are, are, are will be not a bad squad. I think Goff's kind of underrated. I don't think he's a great quarterback, but I think he gets too much slander. So that means 6 and 4. And then you have the Cowboys. Now, if you're into the most teams might split a season series, this could be that matchup, making the Giants seven and four, or potentially six and five. Not a bad right. record still. Right. Now let me I'm gonna open this up so I can get to I hope people can see this. Oh, sorry. The schedule. Here we go. So where where were we at? We had the Giants and Seahawks. Oh, we are on the commanders now. The commanders. Oh, I'm in August. I can scroll on down. Commanders. All right, Giants Commanders, December. Yes. So in my opinion, they split both. They split. They split these games. 
yep. which would put them at seven and six. Then you have the Colts. I'm not giving them the Colts. You don't think the Colts? You don't think no, the Colts, are, the Colts are, are taking that? I'm not giving. Oh, you forgot the uh, the Eagles too. The Eagles and the uh, Vikings. Yeah, they're losing the Eagles. Eagles. I think Eagles will be good. I think I think they go three and three in the NFC East this year. Okay. I, I think that's interesting. Um, yeah, so I think they go 500. So right now what? Uh, I had them at 7-6 and six yep. with the Commanders. I have them splitting with the Eagles, which would make them 8-7. and seven. And then who else they got left? So you got the Eagles, and you got to go to the Giants. Uh, so you got to go Commanders again. So worse, I have them going 8 or 9 or 7 and 10. Like that that's realistic. Like that's pretty, like much, that's pretty much bang on on what you pretty much were predicting. Yeah. No, like that that because I looked at their schedule a while. So is that a successful season for 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 Dable? First year, yeah. First year, yeah, easily. Seven, eight wins. Yeah, I think that's a, a very reasonable um approaching point if you're a head coach. I agree, Sal. Not winnable. It's not an easy winnable game. I think we both agree. The Lions are an up and coming team. Yeah, no, I, I said they're an up and coming yeah, team. Yeah, right? I agree. I agree. Yeah, listen, I look at it that way too. Hey, if you have to dip out, man, let me know. No, 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 no. It's just someone popped in. I was like, I was on my show. Is that the ex? No, I, is I, that I'm, the ex I'm girlfriend? Oh. <laughs> it's the brother. No, God, no. Uh, no, but brother. the giant, listen, man, at the end of the day, I'm looking for, I think we're both looking forward to. You want to say hi? Who's that? Is that Scotty? No, it's not Scotty. Who, who wants to say brother. hi? Huh? It's the ex girlfriend's brother. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say anything then. <laughs> Just come say I did. All right, whatever. Gonna make an, right. I was gonna make I was gonna make an inappropriate joke for the dude's brother. Yo, Evan was blowing out your sister's back. How do you feel about that? No, I'm not gonna do that. I'm probably on funny things I'm probably on speaker for right now. No, you're in the airpods. I mean there There you go. I was about to say, oh shit, I'm about to put this boy in trouble. Anyway, oh no. Long story short, I don't want to stay too much on, on these uh on these giants, but it's more about Brian Dable and uh if he's gonna have success. Uh, especially with the big success he had with Josh Allen. Can he duplicate or somewhat duplicate that success with Daniel Jones? That'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of what these New Jersey Giants do. Do you know I refuse to call them New York? I ain't doing it. The new freaking Jersey Giants. That's what you guys get. So um, last topic of the night, and I'm going to keep it at that. Um, and it's very simple. Deshaun Watson, they're about to give this guy potentially a year's suspension. I think it's apropos. It's not about guilty or not guilty. It's about y'all, you just making the league look terrible. And the league does not play that game. You want to make us look a fool? There's a conduct. And right now, you are you are not protecting the shield. And the shield is not looking good. And furthermore, my man did not. I don't care what they told you. If you've already spoken in a press conference, you're coached extremely well. Do not do any more press conferences. Because the last you just had one a few days back. I know. And I, I saw that press conference and like, dude, don't even yo, if you guys have questions for me, it's about football and football only. I ain't talking about anything else. Leave it to my lawyers, leave it to all that stuff. And they asked him, he was doing pretty well with answering the questions, like you like, I mean, rehearse answers, community, yeah, right. I'm be a big teammate. I'm trying to whatever. Then they said, they asked him a question, uh, is it true you had 66 massages in 17 months? And he goes, uh, well, I wouldn't say that's accurate, but uh, you'll have to talk to my lawyers about that. What? It's either yes or no. Did you do that or you not? Yeah. 
or like the question no the question's yes or no and you're just making it more of like okay, yes Deshaun. or no or no comment you like, feel Deshaun, me? is it is it more than 66 or like <laughs> is it still like cause, like to me when i first heard that i'm like dude did you have more than 66 interactions with you know massage therapists bro 66 is a lot first of all i mean how much massage you got to get you know what i'm saying in, i uh, i've had i don't think i haven't had a massage in like two years man bro there are there are we have 125 people watching right now all right in the 125 people there are some people that have benefits in this chat right now and probably rarely use that massage therapy benefit that you guys gain my man over here is doing 66 in in in, in one 17 year. months 17 months my guy come on that's, that's one a week that's one a week and you i tripping. you know the, the thing is like i get athletes that travel and they might go see a you know a massage therapist here and there like i get that yeah but 66 and 17 66 months, is a big number i mean i get it like, you, you're trying to you want to optimize you want to be ready to go tip top shape have you have you heard his new, his new nickname Nah. massage watson oh uh, that's actually clever that's not bad here's another one that they asked him too that i was like oh that's kind of weird hey are you looking to settle or something to the nature of like did you did you or your people settle uh and he's like oh you'll have to talk to the i'm paraphrasing here you'll have to talk to the houston texans about that or my previous employers about that fam just be quiet just don't say a word let your lawyers I, do what they do and just shut your ass up and go to training camp and call it a day but now i like it. I liked his one response from the question about the community engagement. I don't know if this was just like made up or not. Um, he mentioned how theater? he went to him. Yeah, he went to the movie theater and the family bought him popcorn. I'm like, you know, that's very possible, Deshaun. But you know what? Most people, if you really think about it, they don't have the the they don't have the moxie to go fuck you, Deshaun. Right? They'll they'll most likely see a star and want an autograph. Or want this and be pleasant. It's yeah, very rare that you'll find somebody say, "Hey, you jackass." They just won't do it. Well, yeah, because most people like to do face to face. Yeah, like I mean, the field we're in, or other, you know, other people like. There's people that hate people okay. like well us done, who Walter. talk sports. Oh, oh. Sorry, no, I was gonna say, well done, Walter. Oh, Walter, no. like when a QB has more lawsuits than wins <laughs> in his last two play year playing, he ain't worth it. I mean, he's listen. All those things aside, we all know that he's a damn good quarterback, but. Oh, this he's for sure big, worth it. Yeah. This is this is a, a big distraction. Um, and they gotta give him a year. Like the suspension is coming. It's either, and I'm sure his team told him, we're going into this. It's two things, two things are gonna happen. You're one thing's for certain, certain. You gotta say certain, certain. You are sure. getting suspended, right? You're getting suspended, sir. Right? Secondly, it's a matter of how long you're gonna get suspended for. Is it gonna be three games? Is it six? Is it nine? Is it the whole season? Worst case scenario, or is it lifetime. It's life. It could be lifetime. I, 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 I'm, be, I'm. Be no, cr no criminal honest. charges gets them lifetime. I doubt they get, they go lifetime. It, well, that, doesn't make, that doesn't make. That doesn't. Mean, it doesn't oh, it, I mean, if he gets criminal charges, that's what I meant. Like, but there were no criminal gets, charges. That's already yeah. done and gone with. I'm not saying it's over. There could be more. I don't know. But right now, it's all civil. So, yeah. call it a day. Suspend his ass for the year, and then we're done with it. We got to keep dragging this shit out. It is what it is. But anyway, um, but that's just my my my. <laughs> Somebody said, "Yo, W said he face Rico watching. It's not that good." Oh my god! Stop. No, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. I'm just gonna say it flat out. Watson's a top five quarterback for me when he's playing. He is a top not, five quarterback. There's no question. 
it's it's like no debate for me. It's There's no debate. No no, no no order. It's Mahomes, Rodgers, Brady, Allen, Watson. Like and no order particularly. It's just those five. I'm I'm okay with that list. Wait, you, I mean, you left, who did you love out? You left off Wilson. Wilson's who you left off. No, I left out Herbert. Oh, you yeah, y'all really got Herbert up there, huh? Because Herbert can Wilson, play though, man. Herbert can play. The thing Ooh. is, like, Wilson's just played too inconsistent for me as a as a late. I've seen peak Wilson, and then I've just seen drop off Wilson. That's the right. same how I've seen with Kyler. That's how I've seen it with Lamar. I'm I, I need more consistent play out of these guys because I know these three guys that I just mentioned have had you know, moments where they're MVPs. They, they've won MVPs, Lamar. Um, they've had their moments, but over the last couple of seasons, I just haven't seen them string it together for a full season. Well, see, uh, and even, 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 even Matt happen. Stafford, even Matt Stafford's inconsistent. You don't know what you're going to get out of Matt Stafford here and there. But I saw Matt Stafford hoist the Lombardi Trophy this year, and I saw... Matt Stafford had a horrible game that, that Super Bowl. I know. I saw Kyler Murray. great. He didn't have a great game. didn't look terrible in the playoffs, and I know his team you know, wasn't really there for him, but I saw him get bounced. You know, I saw yeah. Russell Wilson play inconsistent. And I, you know, I, I saw Lamar Jackson have his highs. I saw him have his lows this year. That's why I was, I, I kind of like, I gave you a look when you're like, I'll take Stafford seven days out of seven over Lamar Jackson. I was like, Stafford, Stafford, I, I'm only, is, is, he's I'm only saying that inconsistent. He'll have Stafford you a monster make, game and then have you a, a poo-poo game. So Stafford can make every throw on the football field much better than Lamar Jackson. I mean, that's just me. Throwing the football, absolutely. But when you make and, it, and when, I'm, you need, I'm a thrower. when you need a play, Lamar Jackson comes through. It's like Allen. When you need a play, Allen comes through. Legs or arm, he comes through. And that's the type of player that Lamar Jackson is. He'll get you out another of the thing with Lamar, like, the Another thing with that? Lamar is over the last few seasons, he's played um, much more careless football. Um, there's points in times where he'll evade pressure. He'll, you know, get out of the, he'll bail out of the pocket early, try to make something happen. Because he doesn't have those receivers. There you go. You know that person. Yeah, he goes, he plays, too goes hero ball, plays too much hero ball. And, and it's not like like Allen hero ball. It's like it's it's a little worse. Like there was a play against the Steelers. I'm pretty sure it was against the Steelers. Lamar literally just in the red zone, just turned around and just threw it up into like triple coverage, like in the yeah, red those zone. Those are like, bozo plays. Allen that's every, bad. Every quarterback has that one bozo play. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah. I hear you. Uh, shout out to my guy, Jeff King, coming through. He says, hey, I'm no athlete. Are you sure, Jeff King? I bet you played some ball back in the day. I'm no athlete, but, but I've had one therapist for the last seven years. If I want a happy ending, <laughs> if I want a happy ending, I'll go home and turn on Pornhub to choose my own therapist for a happy ending. Might be Pam Anderson. <laughs> Pam Anderson. Yo, the minute he said, when I... <laughs> If I want a happy ending, I was like, oh, God, something's coming. <laughs> something's coming my way. Shout out to my guy, uh, my guy, Jeff King, talking about Pam Anderson. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Pam Anderson. I got you. I got you. Pam Anderson may not be the Pam Anderson of old, but she might still be a baddie. I'm not too sure. Uh, Jim Graham comes in and says, uh, Calvin Ridley gambling 1500 gets a year. See, that, I understand it because you're messing with the integrity of the game. Yeah, for sure. Betting, betting is a big no-no in all of sports. I mean, what Sean... Oh, yeah. What Deshaun is alleged alleged to do is some bullshit as well. Don't get me wrong, but like the betting is just—it's like what is that 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 baseball player uh, Pete Rose? Yeah, Bam. they're not letting that man back in at all. It's over with. It's not happening, right? When they take gambling, when you put the shield and you betting on the shield for fifteen hundred bucks on top of that, like if you're gonna bet real, like do a Drake type of bet, 
$1,500. Like, come on now. You just rude that. But uh, I hear that, man. My man Rev says Herbert is that dude. Herbert Rev is Red, no, Herbert is he's nasty, man. I'm I'm looking. The Chargers are going to be a freaking. That team is going to be something else, man. Yo, <laughs> this year's AFC is crazy. That's why it's so important that we take care of the AFC East, and which is segues me to the last topic of the night, the AFC East. Let's just say the Bills do not sweep the AFC East. The Bills don't sweep. We lose to one team. What team are we losing to in the AFC East, in your opinion? Flat out, it's not the Jets. Scrap them out the book. We're not losing to the New York or the New Jersey uh, football Jets. Oh, man, there you go. Um, I want to – if we have to lose to one, I don't think we lose to New England. I think we have New England's number this year just because their roster has been gutted, basically. And they have Matt Patricia and um, – oh, Joe Judge calling call, – Joe, Joe, Joe Judge calling plays. Yep. Like, like, what's going on with that? I don't, I mean, who's I don't play, think – Who's play calling here? Who's yeah, who's play calling? Who's your number one receiver? Like, you got like, – like, what do we got here? But the thing is, the Dolphins, like – I know Josh Allen's – you know, Josh Allen's daddy, the Dolphin killer, all, all the nicknames we get from. But Miami gave us – Gave us some gave us some struggle last year. Um, even though we beat them 35-0, there's points mm-hmm. and times where like during that game, like it could have easily, easily win in Miami's uh Miami's favor if they could have just moved the football. And it's not gonna be hard for them to move the football this year when you have Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, Mike Isicki, etc. You got Rakeem Mostert in the backfield with Chase Edmonds. You got playmakers on the offensive side of the ball this year that you just didn't have last year. And even even at home, when they played us at home, they gave a struggle. Like they, like Josh Allen struggled. Uh, you know the defense did their thing, but Josh Allen struggled. And I know, like he has statistically amazing games against the Dolphins, but he's not going to be able to just every game go out there and beat the Dolphins. Like one one time here and there, the Dolphins will get us. It's just it's just that's how football is. I mean that's just how it is. Oh, you you say it's the, the Dolphins. I, I think the Dolphins get us. I think they get – if we had to lose to a team in the AFC East, it'd be the Dolphins. I, I struggle with this question because uh, I was – this. It, is it's, a hard, it's a hard one. It's a hard one. Race. I, I do not think we're losing the Patriots this year. That's out of the question. We're just not losing to them. I just hate them that much. I just can't see us losing to them. It's really between – I mean, obviously, it's between the Jets and Dolphins. The, the Jets are intriguing to me. They're intriguing to me. They, you know how every team has that one team they lose to? You're like, what the – why do how do Plus we with the Jags right? So I think that the Jets just catch us on one of those days and and they just I'm not saying they gave they give it to us, but we are we epically have a horrible game. Nothing is clicking and the Jets, everything's clicking for them. And it's gonna be one of those things. I think the Jets sneak one out on us. Um, if one team is to beat us, and the Dolphins, I mean, like the fact that they picked up Raheem Mostert. I love that pickup for the. If he the, can stay healthy, man, for, that's a for at least for, for at least 15, 16 games, that that's huge for them. That is just a huge pickup for them. Plus Chase yeah. Edmonds, Chase Edmonds, a good player. Chase Edmonds, Sonny Michelle, they got out there, so they got a bevy of running back out there. That's going to be plus really they still got Miles Gaskin. Absolutely, man, and they got, they got, they got nice... some good receivers out there, man. So Tyreek Hill is a is a that guy's a menace, man. He's he just strikes fear into everyone. 
And I uh, saw it. He struck. He struck fear into me. Like I saw him strutting down that sideline in that Kansas oh, game. It was right in front of me. Like still haunts me to this day. I, I sometimes I don't go to bed till four in the morning because that. <laughs> I do that, man. It's a uh, it's it's nastiness, uh, but it is what it is. Uh, and you were at that game, were you not? Yeah, no, like like I was literally there. So like I, I was sitting on the twenty yard line for where all those touchdowns were scored. They were all right in front of me. I was down by that corner end zone where Kelsey. How fast did he look live? Like it was ridiculous. Like what I mean, like when he caught that pass in rhythm for Patrick Mahomes over the middle, he broke away from Wallace and just went bam. Gone. He looked like Barry Barry Allen in the flush. Like just he was gone. just gone. <laughs> just gone. There was just no stopping him. And like obviously, you know, Tyree kills fast. We know him as the fastest man in the NFL. Dude is nice. But, but it's like just watching that in person. And like I don't think he was even running his full speed. Like he slowed up a little bit. At the end, like he well, was worse, and he gives you one of these. <laughs> oh no, you don't want I think that. he was doing it personally to me. He was just like, Hey, Buffalo he's like, man, peace. he's out, peace. I'm out of here. And and he and he, he was on a podcast not too long ago, and he was just like I ran that 70 yard touchdown and gave the peace sign to Buffalo Bills. Boy, if y'all if, if the Bills don't pay attention to those things, man, y'all better take his ass down. But anyway, <laughs> shout out to my man Jeff King. He says, I just don't want Tyreek waving bye bye to our defense again. I'm still pissed. Well, listen, a lot of us are still pissed. So that's why we, we brought some speed onto the Bills. Hopefully, we can mitigate that with the Dolphins. So uh, you say the Dolphins. I say the Jets. The Jets just catch us sleeping one day, and that's how they do it. But I really hope it doesn't. I think we, we have a very successful season, and we call it that. And just like that, a successful season, I hope we have, just like we had a very successful show. And I hope you guys enjoyed this show. Um, we had uh, quite a bevy of... Uh, of topics being talked about, right? We talked on the show. Yeah, Sent some love to Kim Pagula. We talked about the analytics uh, department that we've added to the team, uh, Lamar Jackson contract, and of course, Brian Dable and the successes that we think he'll have. If you guys enjoyed this show, do me a favor and do myself and Evan a favor. Smash that like button real quick uh, for us. Show some appreciation. If you guys have not subscribed to the channel, do us a favor, subscribe to the channel. It just takes a click. Just hit that bell. Just a little click. That- you know I mean, that little that little small click, man, that notification bell is just waiting to get smashed, man. Just smash that. Buddy's like, yo, smash me, boy. Let's go. Pause. So at the end of the day, we appreciate y'all, man. Evan's out there glamping right now. He's chilling in the RV. He's got a, what? You're in a 72-footer? Half of that. 31. <laughs> yeah, he's like half of that. So, yeah, man. So shout out to my man, Evan. Evan, thanks for coming on, man. I'm going to bring you on more often. Um, and uh, get hey, you man. Hey, I'm free for the summer. I mean, I start back up college, you know, end of August, but. Nice. You going into year two? Yeah, year two. Uh, I just finished year one. Good shit. Good shit. My man, Evan. So I appreciate you, man. And uh, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Like I always say, man, you guys do not have to be here. It's much appreciated. And uh, and it goes a long way to to keep us going. Right. It's the offseason. Offseason is tough. Right. And uh, we're here. We're trying to bring some content to y'all, things to talk about. And uh, we'll get it going. So uh, other than that, man, that's it for us. Don't forget, guys, next week it will be my last week in potting. I'll be on Tuesday and I'll be on Friday. And then I'm out of town. I'll be out of town for a couple of weeks. So I won't be potting. I'll probably be jumping on the shows here and there on Zbots or on Rev. So uh, we'll hit those guys up. Ev, don't forget to hit those guys up as well because they're always looking to get some guests on. So uh, get All your right. football in there. So uh, that's yeah. it for us, folks. Um, we appreciate y'all. And it's always great. Thank you guys for still rocking with me and Evan. Evan, 
what do you other than this what are you doing all summer man just gonna be chilling out doing glamping and uh, doing stuff? so actually yeah so a little little thing what i have going on i might be heading out to wrap hit me up after the show uh well, i want to get on yours too i haven't been able to chat up on yours that's i because i've been on zach so i want to get on uh yours as well. oh yeah uh, you'll get it all man it's bf baby you're, gonna, you're all you're on the, the summer the team, baby. uh for the summer um i'm doing stuff with you guys obviously that's always a uh, uh, you know, con- you know, contributing factor to what I'm doing Absolutely. this summer. Um, I'm still working radio uh, once a week. We minimize that once a week. I'm doing my radio show. I host that. Uh, but I have, so like, so with my radio station, we're trying to get media credentials uh, for nice. this year's training camp. So I might yeah. be able to spend like 10 to 10 to 12 days, maybe two weeks in Rochester during training camp and have uh, some press passes. I don't know. If not, then ah, let's go up. Listen, you get your press passes. Try to sneak another one in there, and I'll join you. And we'll we'll kill that game, man. We'll kill it up. So, uh, Rev, listen, Rev, we're gonna get uh, Z, we're gonna get a man Evan on the show, and we we'll get it get it popping, man. My man Walter Scales Walter says, "Yo, Rico, you better stay in podcast shape." Listen, anytime that I take I stay away from the mic, I come back stronger than ever. Trust and believe that. Uh, so, Walter, you won't have to worry about that at all. So, uh, guys, that's it for us. It's the Rico Report. It's the Buffalo Fanatics. My guy Evan came up with a close-up. He's right up in that camera. Love it. <laughs> that's my man. It's, it's oh, the glare. I want people to see. It's the me. glare. That's it, man. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for us, man. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're out of here, man. Until next time, it's your boy Evan. It's your boy Rico. And we are gone. We will catch you on the flip side. And have yourself a fantastic weekend. Happy Father's Day to each and every one of y'all. Happy I don't Father's care Day. if you're an uncle or whatever. If you are fathering someone. You be there. I mean, if someone's been a a very important person to you, like a father figure, you go and thank them and say happy Father's Day to you. It goes a long way. You feel me? I'm fathering the kid I crossed up in basketball the other day. Yeah, it's my man Evan's fathering. He's fathering kid that he crossed up in basketball, man. You sunning him. That's what you call you sunning him, man. So that's it. Everybody have yourself a great weekend. We'll catch you on the flip side. Enjoy your weekends. Be safe. Be sound. And be good to everybody. And that's it for us. And until next time, it's your boy. And I'm out and we gone. Let's go. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.